Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us for ASHP's Practice Journeys podcast. This podcast invites members to share their stories about their professional path, lessons learned, and how their experience has shaped who and where they are today. My name is Vicki Vasiliga, and today's episode, we'll be chatting with Gabby Pierce and Doug Lash about their experiences working in their positions and how they are making a larger impact on ASHP's initiatives. Thanks so much for joining us today. So let's start with introductions. Tell me a little bit about who you are and what your current role is. Hello, everyone. My name is Doug Lash. I'm a fourth-year pharmacy student at UNC. And I had the honor of serving as an extern um, for this past month during my fourth year rotations. And so I guess why I was interested in rotation, um, I really came into it just with the idea that I was going to network and do some administrative projects. And my interests lie in health system administration. Now maybe some association management, who knows, we'll see. But yeah, that's kind of what I knew going into it. And, um, you know, we'll talk about later that that's sort of what I got out of it as well. And hello, everybody. My name is Gabby Pierce. I'm currently one of the executive fellows in association leadership and management here at ASHP. Um, It is a one-year fellowship program. Previous to this, I completed a PGY1 specialty pharmacy residency at the University of Illinois in Chicago. And before that, I got my PharmD and my MBA from University of South Carolina. What brought me to ASHP for this fellowship program was really just an interest in figuring out what goes on behind the scenes in association management. As a P4, I also had the honor of being an extern at ASHP and spending a month here figuring out exactly how everything comes together from an association management perspective. And I really thought that would be an interesting career direction and was fortunate enough to be able to come back this year. So, Doug, uh, I think a lot of the projects that you worked on uh, while you were on rotation were here centered around policymaking. Can you tell us about what you have worked on with the Council on Therapeutics in preparation for Policy Week 2021? Yeah, sure thing. So I can start off with sort of like a rundown of the policy process just because I had no idea about it coming into this. Not that I have, you know, an expertise knowledge at this moment, but just to help people who don't know, ASHP has a whole list of policy positions. And basically these are just like short statements um, of ASHP stances on just about anything. And they're intended to advance pharmacy as a profession and, you know, ultimately improve like patient outcomes. And so these statements are all approved by the House of Delegates and the Board of Directors. And so my little part in all of this was to look at new policies that were going out, as well as older policies that have been around for about five years. Um, as we called them, I learned sunset reviews. So what I did was um, scour the internet for new policies that other organizations had in any way or form that related to the policies that we either want to add or we want to review. So what I did was take, for example, um, ASHP is looking to start a policy on 
firms is prescribing uh, PrEP, um, pre-exposure prophylaxis for HIV. And so I looked at um, different kinds of uh, organizations and to see what they have on um, you know, collaborative practice agreements and even PrEP in general, maybe testing in pharmacies in order to see um, their stances on it so that we can use what they are saying to make an informed decision to come up with our own policy. I will say um, I am the council secretary for the Council on Therapeutics. We really appreciate the work that students do here. I feel like a lot of times, sometimes people are on projects and they feel like they don't go anywhere, but these are actually projects that our students work on that the council will use in the next couple of weeks for policy week. So Gabby, can you tell us a little bit about your experience as a fourth year student preparing for policy week? And then what are you looking forward to this year as a fellow for ASHP for policy week and the policymaking process in general? Sure. So I feel really fortunate that as a P4, I did kind of get to see both perspectives of policy week. So I was able to be here as a P4 completing the API right before. So I was able to help with the preparation. I, like Doug, was able to write some of the issue summaries that were going to be used as the background materials. It was also really interesting sitting in on a lot of the staff planning meetings to hear how they collaborate and decide what's going to be on each of their respective agendas. What was really interesting, too, though, is being able to come back. I was able to be a student member on the Commission on Affiliate Relations as a P4, so I actually got to attend Policy Week as a student member. And what was really striking about that experience is just the diversity of the opinions that people bring to the table and how many different perspectives you see sitting around each of the council and commission tables. ASHP really does a great job of bringing together leaders from all across the country. And it's fun to hear the debate that goes on and all of the conversation that goes into the background before they're even able to put together a draft policy or a draft statement. I think that what I'm looking forward to most being able to attend this year as a fellow is the joint session. Uh, One of the things that I think is really unique about Policy Week is that Though ASHP has these separate councils and commissions that deal with different topics and practice areas, there is one particular session during policy week in which all the attendees of policy week come. Generally, we would sit in the same room, but we'll sit in the same virtual room this year and talk about something that's really a hot topic, something that's really prevalent in pharmacy practice right now, something that really generates a lot of conversation and sometimes opposing opinions, but it's always really interesting to see, you know, even though we might have different perspectives, how all of these different pharmacy leaders can kind of come together and have a really productive conversation about how we can move practice forward and especially in some of these hot button topics. So shifting gears a little bit, as listeners are aware, ASHP is working hard to ensure that the pharmacy workforce has the tools and resources to address all of the operational and therapeutic issues we're seeing with COVID-19. Gabby, can you share what projects you have worked on related to COVID-19? Absolutely. So as we know, COVID-19 is constantly changing. It's something that as soon as you turn around, there's been some new evidence, something new published. And what I think ASHP has really been doing a great job of all along is trying to keep their resources current and available to the general public as well as members as much as possible. So 
I feel like I got to come into ASHP as a fellow at a really interesting time. We're about a year into this pandemic. And so something that I have been able to work on is the Vaccine Confidence Toolkit. This is a resource page that ASHP launched not too long ago, and it has four pillars and they all align to the different different stages that we go through as we try and build vaccine confidence in both our patients and in our general communities. So it's everything from preparing for these conversations so healthcare providers can access this and read through evidence that's uh, targeted towards the clinician to kind of educate us and provide more background and questions that we might have as healthcare providers, all the way over to provide. So things that we can print and share with our patients, things that are available in different languages or things that compare the different vaccines. I know there's been a lot of information that's come out in the last year, and it really tries to organize things into a way that's digestible for pharmacists to access and then also to provide to their patients. So something that I and my co-fellows have gotten to do is help update this page. It's something that once it was built, it's really valuable, but it needs to be continually updated to stay relevant and to continue to provide the most relevant resources. So that's been one of my biggest COVID-19 related projects is making sure that the vaccine confidence toolkit stays updated. So Doug, we certainly don't leave the students out of this. You guys are always great resources. Can you share some of the projects related to COVID-19 that you have worked on on your rotation? So I think it's great how the students work with the fellows in a lot of different capacities, the way that we've both worked on, um, you know, COVID literature and all the resources that ASHP puts out. I've worked on a table that's available to students, to any members, that just gives up-to-date information. As Gabby was saying, ASHP likes to put out the most relevant and up-to-date info out there, you know, especially because COVID is always changing. So this table is sort of like an overview of the vaccines that are available and anything new that's happening with them. So I can say during my time here, this might be giving a timestamp on um, you know, us right now, but we are, we just went through the booster dose, not approval, but I guess, you know, regulating its use um, for Pfizer. And so that was a new thing that we updated all the efficacy data and, you know, just made sure that whoever's accessing this table is going to be well-informed on um, the current vaccines and even what's moving forward, what's new, um, what to look forward to. Gabby, I think one of the most meaningful initiatives that ASHP has launched in the recent years has been the focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Can you share with us what ASHP has done so far and what you have done or what you will be doing for this important initiative? This has actually been one of my favorite things that I've gotten to be involved with so far during my fellowship. So I think ASHP has taken a lot of, like you said, really meaningful steps towards developing content and addressing the recommendations that were put out by the ASHP task force on racial diversity, equity, and inclusion. So one of the things that is launching in early September is an inclusion center. And the purpose of that will be to house all of the podcasts, the webinars, all of the educational content that ASHP has been producing in the DEI space. It's really meant to serve as you know, a one-stop shop where you can go and see everything that ASHP has been putting out in response to those recommendations. Something I personally have been able to work on 
is development of a new educational series. It's going to be a seven webinar live DEI focused series with the purpose of providing educational content focused on really actionable steps. So how can we continue to move practice forward? How can we be sure that we're prioritizing diversity in the pharmacy workforce? How can we be sure that we are developing those safe environments for our patients and we're making sure that we are being considerate and you know, emphasizing cultural competence in the way that we have these conversations? It's something I'm really looking forward to. One of the great things about working with ASHP is that they're all very mission-driven. So this content is going to be free and accessible, not just for members, but for anyone really who wants to listen in. So hopefully it can work as a really great resource for pharmacists and technicians across the country to kind of start the conversation around some of these more difficult topics and how we can focus internally and, and become both better pharmacists and better people moving forward as we develop these both workplace relationships and those with our patients. So Doug, you also had the opportunity to work on some uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion projects. Uh, can you share what you did on your rotation here? Uh, first off, I want to say, Gabby, the webinar series sounds incredible. Um, and making that like free and accessible to everyone, I think, is so important in today's day and age. So you rock. Um, what I did was less direct. It was more of, um, you know, working with a group. We are starting to include our state affiliates in the DEI conversation because, I mean, it really trickles into like everything that you're doing, especially here at ASHP, which is one of the really cool things about the organization. But so we're just starting the conversation basically on how to include our state affiliates, what do individual states need, and, uh, you know, to assess those things, we need to include them in that conversation, too. So we're starting to just bring to the table what we can offer them and see, you know, how we can help. How they can help, really, our members on a more local level. So, yet another priority for ASHP is the well-being and resilience of the pharmacy workforce. Uh, Doug, can you tell us a little bit about well-being resilience and how, as a student on rotation, you have worked to ensure that these resources are up-to-date for our members? Yeah, that's a great question, and obviously one that uh, pharmacy students, I know, need to focus on. Residents, fellows, you know, pretty much anyone who's working in pharmacy, I think, has felt overworked at a time or two. Um, so well-being and resilience is another great topic of conversation that ASHP is trying to bring out to its members. So what I've done was kind of scour the well-being and resilience website that ASHP has put forth um, just to make sure that we have, you know, up-to-date information that's also relevant to our members. Um, so, you know, adding things like the Headspace app that we currently have available to all of our members, which I use, and it's incredible. It helps me fall asleep at night. You know, I would totally recommend that. But um, aside from that, you know, just making sure that we are staying up to date with everything um, and always putting out relevant content so that, you know, students, residents, and pharmacists alike can, uh, you know, benefit from that website. So Gabby, as a fellow, um, what are some of the projects that you're looking forward to completing as a part of your year here? There's definitely lots to look forward to. And truthfully, only being a couple of months in, there's probably even more things that I don't even know I'm going to be involved in yet. Some of the things that practice-wise I am really interested in personally is anything specialty pharmacy related. So I know that's been a hot topic in the pharmacy space lately. So 
I'm looking forward to having more opportunities to engage both as an ASHP staffer on any specialty pharmacy related projects, as well as with the membership and see what kind of projects the different section advisory groups are working on. I'm also really looking forward to being on this side of things for the development of all the educational content that is put out in the meetings. As we've learned, it's really important to be able to pivot. And so I'm curious to be behind the scenes at ASHP as we pivot towards producing some more really great virtual meetings in the upcoming few months. So I think it's going to be interesting to see some of these things come to fruition. So see from the submission process to how the staff really curate this content and make it available to members in the most meaningful and accessible way. I think it's going to be really interesting. Being at ASHP has definitely introduced me to a lot of things that are outside the realm of my, my general comfort zone or the things that you would learn in pharmacy school. So I think the last thing that I would say I'm really looking forward to, and I'm not just saying this because Doug is listening, I'm really looking forward to working with students moving forward. Having ended up here as a P4 and now being back as a fellow, I think there's a lot of value in working with ASHP, both from an internal perspective, if you have the opportunity to do an appy, or just as a student member, which is equally as valuable and I just think all the students really bring a lot to the table and I'm really looking forward to being in this position as a fellow where I can really engage with them on projects and loop them into what I'm doing and um, see what kind of ideas they might have that we can bring back to ASHP. So this is also Doug's last day. So Doug, can you tell us a little bit about what you've taken away from this rotation and really kind of what other students can take away from this experience so they elect to do a rotation here at ASHP. Yeah, so first, can we mention that you were my preceptor, Vicki, and you were also Gabby's preceptor when she was an extern. So I don't know what that says about, you know, the world, but, you know, this happened for a reason, I would say. But, you know, I came into this externship with you know, a knowledge of ASHP. I've always been a part of it since I started pharmacy school, which is, you know, whopping like three years ago. So I knew of ASHP and I knew that they, you know, took care of their health system pharmacists and things like that. But I didn't realize what I would get out of this rotation was a whole bunch of networking. I mean, the first day you sent me a list of all the people that I need to meet with. And, you know, that included everyone. When I say everyone, I mean, like, you know, the big players we will just put it like that. But um, the networking was incredible. Even virtually, I still got a lot out of it um, and have made some real mentors for, you know, hopefully the life of my career. And aside from that, I got an idea of the behind the scenes at ASA. So we as students and volunteer members see, you know, the polished emails that come out every once in a while. We see you guys at the conferences in your blue sweaters, but we don't really see what you guys are doing on the day-to-day, which is a lot. Um, and, you know, I mean, I just know even from the conversations about, say, mid-year going virtual this year, as the same as it was last year, that's way more work, I think, than people realize to put together, you know, a virtual conference. So just seeing these, you know, little things that 
you guys go through hearing the conversations. It's meant the world to me just to be able to leave this experience with a better understanding of, I mean, who you guys are as people, but also why I'm a member of this organization and why I want to continue to be. So students coming into this or even thinking about doing this internship or externship, you know, if you're interested in admin, great. I would 100% recommend doing that. If you're interested in clinical or retail or industry, I would also recommend it because ASHP is a huge organization that you'll probably be a part of, if not a direct member of, you know, you'll still have affiliations with it and it'll be worth it to you to take on this, however long it's going to be a month or six weeks or however long, just to kind of get a behind the scenes look at how it operates. Well, that's all the time we have today. I want to thank Gabby and Doug for joining us on today's episode to discuss the impacts that you've had on ASHP's initiatives as both externs and fellows. Be sure to join us here at ASHP Official and the Practice Journey Podcast as we learn more about how our members seek out, grow, and evolve during their careers. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.